This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Charlotte is Creative Podcast. Yet another batch of the podcast coming out right it, now. It, coming out hot. It is. It's coming. I mean, really hot. Like, this was perhaps the most raucous creative mornings it's ever gotten. It was. It, it was. Well, folks, I'm, I'm Matt Olin. Uh, my friend Tim Miner here with us. We're the co-founders of Charlotte is Creative. And if you are a regular listener to this podcast, you know that we record this podcast in the afterglow. We're of, basking. Yes, basking in the afterglow of each month's Creative Mornings Charlotte event. Uh, and you're right. This morning's event was like dialed up to it was 11. Hype. It was. It was. It was. It was a, as as my daughters might say. Although they'll disagree vehemently if they hear this, it was a little extra. <laughs> it was, was a little, little extra today. It was a little extra. Well, we're sitting in the lobby of the historic Ovens Auditorium, where Thanks. we both graduated from high school. That's right. Back in nineteen, 19- <laughs> the Fighting Cougars, and um, we uh, we're being hosted this morning by the with the generosity of the CRVA. So thank you. Shout out to CRVA. All the yeah, it was. Uh, we got to uh, be in a special room in the Bowplex, which mm-hmm. is the connective tissue between the historic. Ovens Auditorium and the Bojangles Coliseum. It's like the Cajun filet inside <laughs> the two biscuits. Like it if the biscuits is. are the, the the Coliseum and Ovens Auditorium, the 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 Bowplex, the Skywalk is is the delicious it's, spicy biscuit. It's the fried uh, it's protein the f- surprise. Goodness, yeah, that's right. Right, that's where middle, we met this morning, dusted with love. Um, and our speaker was none other than Lauren Widrick, who is our guest on the podcast. Hi, Lauren. How are Hi, you? good morning. You guys are right. That was a spicy biscuit. That was a, <laughs> that was a spicy. We, we had a couple extra shakes of the uh, of the Bojangles spice. spice onto the biscuit today. <laughs> well, folks, um, we love to record these uh, conversations immediately after Creative Mornings because we're that energy is still swirling from that experience we just had, and you had a ton of mic drop moments on that stage. Um, I saw tons of just. Um, people were resonating with what you were saying. Mm-hmm. You were speaking to them on many, many, many levels, you know, deep levels. And so that was really incredible. But before we start the conversation, I just want to just high level, Lauren, you are the founder of Gla- uh, Grab Life by the Goals. That's your company. Um, you're a coach, you're a speaker, you're a podcaster, you're a conference host, and you've also founded this amazing thing called The Squad, which is a community designed to level up every area of your life. I know folks who are in The Squad, and they are like disciples. Like, they love <laughs> being in The Squad. They're <laughs> diehard squatters, or whatever you call yeah, watch out, squad. Leonardo DiCaprio. You're not the only one with a squad. That's Lauren's right. coming right at you, Leo. <laughs> yeah, right. we call them now squatties. Oh, squatties. Kind of a play on baddies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, our hug grant recipients are huggies. So, I love uh, that. You know, that's in line. Uh, we actually have no trademark on that. So, uh, huggies, please. <laughs> We're a nonprofit. There's nothing you can no take in a lawsuit. No season please. Um, so, let's dive right in. I mean, before we, we have a few questions that we want to ask you, but Lauren, first of all, just talk about your experience this morning. Like what, how are you feeling now? How are you feeling going into Creative Mornings this morning? And now how are you feeling on the other side of it? Okay. Going in, I was beyond excited and honored for the opportunity. I've been coming to Creative Mornings since almost the beginning. Thank you. Since I know you, Matt, through your wife, Sarah Olin, was my first life coach. And I remember when she was like, Matt's doing this thing this morning. It's kind of new. I, I remember that phone call. Yeah. And so being on stage was such an honor, which also made the stakes high for me. I was really nervous. Mm. Oh, yeah. Come on. Well, you, you could not have told. Well, or you, you, could not. Really? Channeled, you channeled the nerves 
in a very positive yeah. direction. And for what it's worth, I still get a little nervous every every month. But that that's every because month. like you what you're you know, if you're not nervous, it's been my experience, you're not doing something that means anything. Yeah. That's yeah. it, you guys. That's hundred percent it. It is about the stakes, like you said. Well, it just um, meant a lot to me. I respect what you guys do so much. I respect you as humans and what you do for our community. So I'm like, I really don't want to jack this up. <laughs> well, so. so how are you feeling now? Um, are you feeling relieved? Are you feeling exhausted? Are you excited? Like, what are the emotions that you're feeling? The thoughts, feelings, and body sensations, if you will. Yes, coachy terms. Um, I feel amazing. Yeah. You Good. guys are right. The energy in the room this morning was like maybe the highest I felt at a creative morning. Yeah, I think we Something was going on. With your help. <laughs> Very effective. Well, everybody, everybody who hit that stage, every 47 second pitch, the musician, the improv artist, like it was fire. <laughs> it was fire. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was an honor for to have you on the stage. It was an honor for us to have you on the stage. And so thank you for bringing uh, everything you are and everything you're doing to this experience this morning. How long have you lived in Charlotte? So I moved here in 2005, the day after I graduated from college. And what? why Charlotte? Like what brought you here? Wachovia Bank. Oh, the Ooh, big what? Throw the big it out. I mean, I, li- I like that. Wachovia. We have to speak it out loud every once in a while. Otherwise, people will forget. Yep. That's right. It's a relic of times past. <laughs> yeah. No, I came down for a job at the bank right out of school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so here you are in banking. Did you think you were in uh, that? That was your life's path? Like, were you excited? Like, oh, yeah, banking. This is what I want to do. I knew I wanted to be a boss. Let's just put it that way. And so I didn't know any other way. Mm. You know, I went to college. I got a business degree. The best job offer I got was at this bank called Wachovia in Charlotte. Charlotte seemed like a cool city. So I moved here and I did that. I followed that predictable path. I got promoted quickly. I rose the ranks. I was a young female leader in technology side mostly. Uh, But it took about a decade yeah. Before I looked in the mirror and was like, is this what I'm doing with my life? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't you weren't, you weren't feeling it was a good fit for you. I mean, for some people, they have long, fulfilling careers in that sector. But for you, you looked in the mirror at one point. You were like, this isn't this isn't me. Correct. And in hindsight, when I look back, it actually started in college. Mm. So I'll tell you guys this funny story. I, I became a business major. And within that, you get to pick a track like marketing or accounting or finance. And so on my first day of college, they flashed up this screen a slide that said the starting salaries for each major. And I was a marketing major because I wanted to be creative. And on that list, it was dead last starting salary. It was like $28,000 back in 2005. Mm -hmm. The one at the top was this thing called management information systems. And I'm like, what's that? What the hell is that? Never heard of it. But it has the highest starting salary. So I added that as my major and ended up going down that path. Yeah. So I chose something not for love, not for passion, but for money frankly at an as an 18 year old and that decision I I don't regret it but it kind of haunted me all those years because I don't love bank software Mm. but I ended up doing it for so long that that totally resonates resonates with me um it resonates with you it does it It resonates with you as well resonates with me uh because I I had an experience that was similar to that I kind of I wanted to have a creative career and then at the time it doesn't exist anymore but Anderson Consulting Oh, said, yeah. oh, uh, you know, we want to. I got some. I ended up on some list. It was probably mm-hmm. grade point average driven or something like that. And my father was like, oh, you know, you should go on these interviews because it's good experience. And so I was doing it and felt no fear because it was not a job that I wanted. And I'll never forget. I went through I think five rounds, and then I get a call at, at uh, the you know college apartment and uh, pick up and they're like, hey, Tim, you know, hey, we want you to work here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, and we're going to pay you, I think at the time it was $42,000. Which is like a million dollars. Right. I mean, I was 21 and I'm like, holy. And I I remember hearing a voice say, yes, thank you. I will be there. 
And I'm like, that's my voice. I just accepted this job, you know, and mm. I never, uh, I spent the whole summer kind of like wringing my hands over it and not wanting to do it. And if Matt remembers, like uh, a good friend of us had a, a, an accident, a life changing accident over the summer. And I was like, I, I can't do it. But I completely understand that when that number comes out and you think about all the things you want to do with your life and that you need money to do it, it it's very intoxicating. Well, and you're, the very path that, you're ta- that Lauren's talking about and that you're talking about, yours was interrupted by, by that accident that we're talking about. Like you had, there was, was this life thing that got in the way that sort of said, whoa, 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 whoa snap out of it, buddy. Yeah, because the, the, and I don't want to steal from you, but like the prevailing thought was, we'll just do it for a couple of years and make a lot of money. But then when this happened to our friend, I'm like, what if I don't have a couple of years? Mm. You know, and, but, but I completely understand where you're coming from because I wanted to go down one path and then because of financial reasons, I shifted from, I, I veered into another until that happened. And I said, no, let me snap back and really try to do what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That takes so much courage. It well, really I, does. I had a little help from from fate on that one. It was it was scary, and like I'm sure you'll say, I had a support system. I had my mother and father said, "If this is what you want to do, we'll support you as long as you work your tail off and get there." And a couple of years later, I got the, that salary, doing what I you know working in marketing. What you really wanted to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you were speaking. We invited you to speak on the global theme of movement uh, this morning, and you really landed. You stuck the landing on that so well because you were really talking about how you got moving in the right direction in yeah. your life. Um, so talk a little bit about, about that. Um, and I know you mentioned that you have worked with my wife, um, Sarah Olin, uh, you know, early on in that part of the journey. But talk a little bit about just your movement into becoming a coach, like those first few steps into this new life that you created for yourself. Yeah, so if I'm being perfectly honest, it came out of a life breakdown. That's what I met Sarah. Mm-hmm. And I was asking that question, what I call today the elder millennial life crisis of, I don't know what I want, but I know it's not this. And that is very confusing and disarming mm-hmm. because you're like, look, I'm, I mean, at that point I was 13 years into a career. I made a lot of money. I had a lot of esteem. You know, I rose the ranks. I had this big team. I was proud of myself for that, uh, but I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But what else do you do? You've been doing the same thing for a decade and a half, mm-hmm. right? So it, it does cause this life breakdown, this existential crisis. And luckily Sarah, I mean, it was the, the beginning of everything for me. But I had this vision in my mind, and then meeting her made it real. I didn't know you could do this for a living, but I just wanted to help people be happier. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, Mm -hmm. I have all these fancy coaching tricks. I do a lot of business training. It all comes down to helping people be happier. Yeah. Because I wanted to be happier. Yeah, they're means to an end. They're tools Mm -hmm. to a particular It's all means to an end. Yeah. It's it. Like, when I do those deep coaching exercises about purpose, mine is simply providing people with happiness. Yeah. We love that. I mean, and that, that definitely lands over here because even when we started doing Creative Mornings in Charlotte, Tim and I had our first planning meeting and the word mm-hmm. that came out was joy. Joy was the leading word for us. That was the, that was the feeling that we were going to follow. Yeah. And in many ways, that's what, that's, the, you know, that's what you're doing as well through your channels and your means and your tools. That's it. Yeah, yeah I think often the following your dreams or loving what you do, it sounds great on a coffee mug to people but then there's this back thing well that adults don't do that you know just just put that all aside and and so much responsible yeah so much of what we were doing even at the time that that you got the chapter matt was very directional like i'm doing x because i need y as the outcome and we started saying well what what would it look like if at least in this one aspect of our life to do something 
just because or just because it made us and hopefully by extension others really happy. Well, you all nailed it. I mean, that was a happy bomb I just spent an hour and a half in this morning. <laughs> you were a big part of that happy bomb. Wow. Well, good. It's all down to our immaturity, Matt. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, kudos. Um, so tell, talk to us a little bit about, I mean, on that theme of movement, I mean, how do you inspire movement in the people that you work with every day? Yeah. So the bigger, deeper thing is I believe everybody has a movement inside of them. It's your purpose. It's your reason. It's your meaning. And that's what we talked about today at Creative Mornings. But my philosophy on movement is messy action Mm. because we all think we need this perfect plan, this exit strategy or this business plan, or we're going to have all the podcast episodes ironed out. We think we need to have it figured out and we don't. You don't figure it out on a whiteboard. You figure it out by doing things Mm -hmm. and getting the insights from the actions. Mm -hmm. So that is my philosophy on movement is like move fast, break shit, fail fast, fail forward. Like let's go. That's my philosophy on it. That was, I think the, the deepest cut for me today and what I know I'm going to be noodling on for a while is we live in a, in a society driven by data, but as you said, failure is the richest source of data that there is. And yet we were kind of shied away from that. We're trying to, we're supposed to swerve around that. And, oh my gosh. You're, and right. you're right. That's where we, that's where you're going to learn the most. So listen, it's not anybody's fault. It's trained into us from childhood. We are graded on how well we perform every single day, Mm. right? And then we get to work and we're given performance reviews. Failure is punished in a way. I mean, societally. So for us to embrace failure, I mean, that's some unlearning. That's some unconditioning. Yeah, it definitely is. And I'm having like a deja vu moment. Um, because Tim, do you remember early on we said to each other, "Let's start making as many mistakes as possible, as fa- as quickly as possible." Yeah, shout out to Josh Bowerin. That was a Josh Bowerin line. A, that's a Josh, but which is yeah, let's make as many mistakes as quickly as possible. Josh is now uh, you've joined the Josh Bowerin ranks because uh, he was a former uh, Creative Morning speaker uh, wow. as well. So, but that um, is an ingredient that has been you know if we talk about sprinkling, we took that to heart in everything we do. That that's a key ingredient. Was that hard for you, though, like as you were making mistakes, as I assume you did? Well, I will tell you that having a partner along the way mm-hmm. um, makes it uh, easier to get out there and be risky because you, you at least you're falling on your face together mm-hmm. or you can kind of poke fun at each other. And if we're poking at fun at each other, it makes it easier. Uh, it, you don't take other people's jabs uh, any harder, right? Because we're already we beat them to the punch. We're already making fun right. of ourselves. I, I think oftentimes this is just me, so I don't want to speak for everybody, but it's not even um, taking jabs that come from outside. People have been incredibly kind. Yeah, um, I think it's having a partner or at least an accountability partner or somebody that gets you that is a counter to the voice in your head. That's like for it. me, when, when I make a mistake or flat out fail, the harshest critic is me. And so having Matt to go, man, that's cool. Or hey, wait, we learned this or it's all right. Cut yourself a break. And me being there to do that for him. That's, I think a really necessary ingredient. And I know that's what you do with the squad too, is that you're there to, to uh, embrace each other's successes, but also cheer on the recoveries, right? I mean, and and the failures, but you need that support system to do that. That's it. That's why I kind of transitioned from being everybody's coach to being the collector of cool humans to help each other mm-hmm. because I don't have all the answers. I don't, I'm not an expert on everything, but that group support, to your point, Tim, it's like when people, when you succeed, you get cheered on. And when you fail, people pick you up. And when you're stuck, people give you ideas. It's, 
it is a game changer. So you created this container um, and you're getting as much out of it as a, as a, not just the creator of the container, but a member of the container. Oh my gosh. I mean, today was such a great example. 40 or 50 squad members showed up today. And they were all sitting in the middle. It was like, it was this hilarious like It was section. a nucleus. Yeah. It was like, you know, and it was the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the meeting. It was. It was the mitochondria. But I, I felt so richly supported because so many of them sent me messages. You're going to kill it. We're here for you. We're going to cheer for you. If you choke, we're going to fill in the gap for you. And that, I could see their eyes, you know, looking at me today and nodding. I'm like, okay, they're, they're here for me. I think yeah. it made a difference in how it went today. Do you love podcasts? You're listening to one right now, so we're going to say you do. You know what makes podcast listening better? A really great set of earbuds nestled snugly into your appropriate head holes. You could win a really great set of earbuds courtesy of the Queen City Podcast Network. A set of Bose noise-canceling quiet comfort earbuds, a $200 value, could be all yours. And all you have to do is sign up to receive the Queen City Podcast Network email newsletter at queencitypodcastnetwork.com between now and April 16th, 2023. You heard me. Sign up to receive a twice-weekly email about all the latest Queen City Podcast Network releases. And you're entered in a drawing where you could win the earbuds of a lifetime. The rules are published at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. That's also where you sign up for the drawing. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com, your ticket to great listening with a great set of earbuds. What gets you out of bed in the morning? What keeps you moving every day? Good question. And I'm going to reframe it the way my brain works. What keeps me up at night? Oh, oh yeah. Good. Okay. I like Flip that. It on Flip. Us. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Nocturnal creatures over here. Yes. So what keeps me up at night is the idea that people may want something and feel like they can't have it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's it. And there's reasons you think you can't have it, right? It's that you don't deserve it. You're subconsciously unworthy or you don't have time or you don't have the resources or nobody's going to get it. And I could go on. All of these things I've seen are figure outable, mm -hmm. but people believe they're not. They believe that they're deal breakers. Yeah. And they're just not. And so I lay awake at night thinking about my squad members, thinking about, you know, people I don't even know that crave a different life and feel stuck and trapped. Mm. And I want to shake them and be like, you're not trapped. Yeah. So that's what gets me out of bed in the morning and doing scary shit, like getting on stage in front of 400 people today, is to somehow, if even two people in the room got the message that, like, maybe what I want is possible, that's what gets me out of bed. Yeah. Well, um, I love that. I mean, it sounds like that was really the message you wanted to have delivered today, um, which is beautiful. And, it, and and I would also, it sounds like you would assert that that some of these barriers that people see in front of, standing between them and their and their dreams, are imagined barriers that they're that they're not real barriers, or that they are um, not as um, in uh, 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 intimidating as as maybe they seem. Well, you make a good point. Some are imagined and some are real. Some are imagined and some are real. Th yes. That's, in fact, an exercise I do. It's like, what is the thing preventing you from moving forward? If you are afraid, that's imagined. If it's a real barrier, like I don't have money or I don't know how to code for a website or mm -hmm. you, you are literally missing something real, that's figure outable too. Yeah. That's almost the preferable solution because you can figure that out. But understanding like the imagined roadblocks and the real roadblocks, you can disposition them properly. Mm. That I would love your thoughts on this because a conversation that Matt and I have frequently about creativity is a blank page 
can be crippling. I, I, we, we find often limitation. We've told people that having limits or having obstacles is actually a core ingredient. In oh, that's creative. good. That's good, Tim. Was mm-hmm. it, and that jives with your experience as well? I think so. That's why one of my core elements of the Grab Life by the Goals method is playbooks. Mm-hmm. Because this stuff is all, it's all been done before. Mm-hmm. So for instance, um, the number one barrier people have in wanting to start a business is I don't know how to get an LLC. Yeah. I'm like, that's a website search and $125 away. What's next? Yeah. I don't know how to build a next. website. Yeah. I got a guy. Like, I don't know how to price it. Okay, spend 15 minutes with me. You know what I mean? Like the stuff that is the easiest is the thing that's holding them back. I, that, I, that jives so well. I mean, I, I, we tell people oftentimes, you are one YouTube, four minute <laughs> YouTube video yes. away from from doing that mm-hmm. and, but it's but it's those little it's some and that's why we started the hug grant program because to 250 dollars is not going to fund you but it will hopefully take care of that one thing to your point we we love it when people come back or they apply and say i want to use that to incorporate like awesome that's awesome yeah no that's really good and as i was hearing you talk this morning and even now I'm reminded of a book that I read. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called The $100 Startup. Um, and it's by, I've heard of it. I haven't read it's it. It's by Chris Gillibo, if I'm saying his last name correctly. But it's it's um, you may want to add it to your library, mm-hmm. your arsenal, because it feels very aligned with your philosophy, your sort of ideology of just start moving. Yes. And um, And it can be small steps. It can be small steps. It doesn't have to be burn the house down and start over. In nope. fact, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be, as you mentioned this morning, you know, this whole like, just blow it all up and start a new life. That's probably not in most cases the way to go about renewing yourself. Yeah, please, please don't watch Jerry Maguire too many times. (laughs) That's not always the way to do it. No, no. In fact, um, I'm going to drop an F-bomb here, forewarning. No problem. Um, I like to say I help you blow up your life without fucking up your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, It's a responsible bombing of different areas. So, for instance, like if it's your health, that's the thing. We're not... We're not going to go crazy, right? We're going to begin in one area. And then if you want to do a passion project, we'll begin with a $100 startup. Like, I don't think we should quit our jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Necessarily until we prove out the prototype. I have seen people do that. I've seen people take a leap before they drove out if this was a thing they even wanted to dedicate their lives to. And then they're like, oh, shit, I'm out here with no income and this business isn't it. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) That so reminds me of like when, when you watch like Shark Tank. Uh-huh. You know, and somebody's up there like, I've got three mortgages on my house and my life, my wife left me. And they're like, did you, did you Google search this? Cause there's another competitive prod product and you get to see their brain melt down and you're like, oh no, you, oh, you're all in. Oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I encourage people. So here's a little business tip for people. If you're really starting a business from scratch, I encourage a low capital, low risk version yes. of that business. So this is why I love coaching, consulting, services, advisory. Like it's a high margin business. You get paid a lot for your time without having to do a capital outlay. Mm, yeah. And that can always morph into something later. You know what I mean? I have dreams of commercial real estate. I want to have squad space all over the country where it's like co-working but funner. <laughs> Brick and mortar, really. That's part of your long-term vision. Well, I want commercial real estate. Commercial real estate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So there'll be squad spaces where people can gather and have green juice and champagne and twerk to Lizzo and get hardcore business training and find their friends all in one spot. It's wow. kind of like a physical uh, manifestation of the squad. Yeah, for sure. That's beautiful. Well, yeah. But I ain't got the money for that yet, so we're going <laughs> to keep going with the service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Well, you know, we subscribe to a very broad definition of creativity. You know, people that are certainly artists of all kind, of all mm -hmm. disciplines, but uh, folks that are doing, you know, really amazing things in the nonprofit and for-profit space are bringing creative energy to the world as well. Um, so how would you describe, I mean, first of all, do you think that the people that are part of your squad, do you see them as creative beings? Are they doing creative work out in the world of all different kinds? And, and so talk to us a little bit about that, but also how do you, what's your take on Charlotte's creative yeah. sector, creative ecosystem? So I wholeheartedly agree with you both that everyone is creative. Everyone in the squad is building something there from thin air. Mm -hmm. And that's what we talked about this morning. We had everybody close their eyes and just for 20 seconds think about their life vision. Mm -hmm. So again, it doesn't have to be a side hustle or a nonprofit. It doesn't have to be anything. But everyone in our squad is building, whether it's a new career, a new lifestyle, a new relationship. So I think they're people that like to vision, they're visionaries, and then do stuff about it. Mm -hmm. You And you made that a core point of what you said today, which is everybody can imagine, right? Everybody mm -hmm. can build in your mind you got to move forward. You got to yeah. take that step. That's the, that's where the, that's where you take an, an, a notion and you really make something. I guess that's the difference between even being creative and being a maker. Creative and creating. I mean, can you guys picture the alternate reality? What if, how long has it been? Eight years? This is our eighth year of, of doing the, this work. What if you didn't do it? What if this remained an idea? Do you ever just think about that? Yeah, yeah, it's a sliding doors uh, approach, right? It's like, what if I had gone? Did, what if I had turned right at that corner? That wow, day? you just referenced a Gwyneth Paltrow movie. I did, movie. I did, I did. I've That's seen right. it like six times, so <laughs> I, I'm probably the one who's most guilty. I'm like, um, I've never yeah. seen it, but it's like butterfly effect stuff. You it, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you saw Avengers: Infinity War. You saw the uh, rom com version <laughs> of, of uh, or the rom com version is sliding doors. Um, yeah, I mean, we do think about it. You know, what's what's interesting is when I think about it more, it's less about the impact it, it would have had on my life, but more, I think it's it's been important to me to show my kids that growing up and being an adult isn't doesn't have to be scary, and it doesn't have to be about saying, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. Now, it's kept me away from them sometimes. It's I've worked late nights. It, it is stressful, mm -hmm. right? So it's not that I that they got away from all that kind of stuff, but I, hopefully they saw, yeah, you don't have to be terrified of growing up. Like you can still do some things you really want to do. Yeah, for sure. That's so meaningful. That's so good. So I have a few just final quick questions for you. Um, the first, uh, I want to touch on the penis pool, okay? Because, All right, let's um, go. <laughs> you have a pool in your backyard that is roughly in the shape of a penis, and you shared a picture of the of the sort of spray paint <laughs> outline that the pool, I guess the pool company came and, and, and sprayed it in your backyard, and you looked at it. So when you looked at that, and you thought, wow, that really resembles a penis, did it occur to you, like, you know, maybe we should change this or maybe we should bring this particular part up a little bit. Or were they like, nope, this is the only shape pool that can fit in your on your property. So when I walked in the backyard and saw this penis spray painted, a 30 foot penis spray painted in my backyard, I thought we were being punked. I started laughing really hard. I took a picture. I texted my friends and I was like, these pools, these pool guys have jokes like this is really funny. <laughs> and then the next thought that came to my mind is the universe makes no mistakes. <laughs> this is so on brand. And that's what everybody said back. So on brand. Uh, because we talked about this today at the Creative Mornings Talk, authenticity, mm -hmm. being yourself. I spent a long time in banking, and then even after I escaped banking, trying to be this very polished professional executive coach who helped with high performance, a whole part of myself was on the shelf, mm. big time. And I finally, I remember summer of 
2019, I was like, screw this. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be like everybody else. I escaped banking and the navy blue suit and the pantyhose. Like, no. If you don't like the F-bombs and the dick jokes and all of this stuff, then we're not going to jive. And that's actually great. Yeah. In marketing, it's called compel and repel, right? You'll mm-hmm. compel the people toward you that need to be. And, and frankly, repel the rest. And that's a yeah, gift that's to everybody. A, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think that's part of our, our journey, too, is when we've, again, like Matt referenced, I mean, we've told the story and people don't believe it, but like we went to this one drink one time and we talked about it. It's like that Pixar movie where they came up, or that Pixar lunch where they came up with like four movies at lunch. Yeah, yes. Um, but we said like, we want to do this thing. And if if the two of us are the only ones that enjoy it, so oh well that's that's that is a mark of success of some kind but i but i think that's to your (laughs) point lauren the people that that think these two guys are idiots like that's fine we don't need you know it's like but the people that that i don't know it was like finding your tribe it was like learning that that there are people that appreciate you for you and and that's that's really powerful It's, it's very freeing well you guys do it too you guys are hilarious you bring in things to creative mornings that are wild and weird and interesting <laughs> and different. You know what I mean? Like you guys like are chronicling both your entire life's history with, with Bojangles. <laughs> My husband would love you guys. <laughs> we call it the Bojo Dojo. Like he's there so much. Yeah. Good. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, we went should, to the Bojo Dojo today. <laughs> we should start up the Sunday morning meetings. <laughs> yeah. More of a sport group, but uh, uh-huh. okay. My final two questions for you. Tim may have others, but I have two final questions. One is, um, is what, when we asked everyone, on the name tags this morning um, that, you know, what song makes you bust a move, right, uh, in, in honor of our theme of movement. Did you fill out a name tag? And if not, what, what song did I you I didn't. I missed the memo on that. So the song I listened to on the way here was All I Do Is Win. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. That's a good one. DJ Khaled. Oh, yeah. Um, but my other... DJ Khaled. Yes. Yeah. All I Do Is Win. Um, I was just trying to pump myself up and get through the nerves. Uh, it's good as hell. Anything by Lizzo. Lizzo's... To uh, me, Lizzo yes. is like a queen of empowerment. Yeah. I love her music because she's not out there being like, I'm the best. Which she yeah. says sometimes, but she's like, you're the best. You're the best. You shine. Like, yeah. I love her music. I, well, you, you might want to share what's on your name. Tag. I wrote Hey Ya by Outkast. Oh, one of, uh, one of the best. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. do you, well, I've never even asked you this question. Like, so Lauren, listen to that. I love that you use that to pump yourself up as you're driving over here. Do you have a song that you play to pump yourself up for when we do engagement? Not a specific one. I'll just, uh, I do have like just a, you know, a, a handful of songs that I'll go to. Um, this would be one of them. You know, Hey Ya would be one of them. But also, you know some Coldplay songs, and you know Bruce Hornsby, folks. Long term, <laughs> long time <laughs> listeners may I know love that Bruce, Horn- Bruce Hornsby. See, see, I, I didn't know that, but uh, I love that about you. Um, yeah, there's, uh, you know, music I, is powerful in ways that that nothing else is. Yeah. So mine, I don't listen to it every Creative Mornings, but I've listened to it a lot. On driving here is the Immigrant Song by. <laughs> yeah. That's that is powerful. Yeah, Hammer of the Gods, baby. Hammer of the Gods. <laughs> that good. or that or uh, um, I, I do I do love Jump Jump by Criss Cross. That's a good one. You know, I do you do you put that. put the clothes on backwards just to get um, in really I mean, get in? My the clothes f- already look awkward <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, disagree, but that was funny. Final question for you: What is your next move? Maybe edit out this long pause. Um, or not. 
but yeah, Uh-oh. I like the intention. Uh oh, that means it's gonna be good. Drum roll, please. Well, okay, maybe don't edit out that long pause because the truth is, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I love that answer. Yeah, I'm gonna keep growing the squad. Yeah, my goal is to get it to 120 members and sort of cap it at that. I don't want this thing to be an 800 person place where you get lost. Yeah, um, I'm launching a mastermind level. I'm, la- I'm launching some courses. So you don't have to join this year-long mastermind thing. You can mm-hmm. take the business startup course for just a few hundred dollars instead of this bigger investment. Um, I'm launching merch, grab life by the goals, quit dicking around, big squad energy type merchandise. Um, and then travel retreats. I want to take all my people to Bali and oh, Mexico yeah. Yeah. And, and then eventually squad space. Yeah. And then long, long, long-term goal squad space. Yeah. But what's my next move? I don't know. Hard to hard to say. We don't. I mean, quite frankly, we don't know either, right? I mean, we <laughs> have. I don't know. I have like four deadlines today, so I know exactly. So you know what a few of your next, next moves. Your next. But after moves. that, it's a little bit foggier. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Well, uh, I I'm just I'm grateful you're out there doing this work. You are helping people grab yeah. life by the goals, and that is I'm assuming that feels like a calling to you. It does. Yeah. Uh, much. I'm sure you guys experience the same. It right? feels like a calling. Yeah. For sure. It. You know, I think I think it was you who said this job ended up being like our slumdog millionaire moment. Mm-hmm. Like all the things that you did in your life that you didn't know why you learned it or you're not sure what the purpose of it was. It's all shown up. This little bits and pieces of what you collect along the way have all been useful as we've built what, we, what we're That's building. the coolest metaphor I've ever heard. Credit metal. That's so cool. Lauren, thanks for being our speaker this morning and our guest on the podcast. And uh, folks, we will see you. Uh, we we'll see you back, Tim. I'll see you back behind the mic in May after the after <laughs> the Creative Morning. Are we taking May a event. month off of working together? No, I'll see you later today. <laughs> but I'll see you here yeah. on May fifth as well. No, you won't see me here. You're gonna see uh, see me at UNCC Uptown. That's right at the, the Dubois Center. Creative Morning. Oh, very That's good. Right. All right. Thank thanks, you, Lauren. Thank you both. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. dot com.